This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 435 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparis, coming to you from the Teddy Rossi Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who is joining me? Fellow Bostonite, uh, Chris Antista. My nickname this week is Vodka, and I want to say Tramp, Tramp, Tramphalmador, but I know that's Kurt Vonnegut's alien. Tramadol? Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's what I'm taking. Mm. How did you know that? I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, you're taking that. I'm just mainlining Heartguard over here. This is uh, Junior Psychonaut Matthew Allen. So Matt's taking fucking uh, f- animal anti-worm pills. Like yeah, some... yeah, yeah. Oh, you clearly just like me are getting Joe Rogan's news newsletter. It's great. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I love. Like I'd get like him coming up and like I, I have it. Do you have to publicly admit that you're doing the horse pace, Joe? Like, come on, man. But, yeah, I'm doing everything else, but I was, what I was supposed to do would make this easy as fuck. I'm doing horse dewormer and horse tranquilizer. It's wild, though. You know, I tried DMT, and DMT didn't help this time, but have you I'm, done DMT? I'm doing I'm doing elk meat and elk tranquilizer. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Well, the meat's really <laughs> sleepy, but other than that... <laughs> Doesn't seem to be doing much about the COVID. Uh, My favorite Joe Rogan thing was like someone had bought one of those plain, you know, things across the sky that literally it said Joe Rogan is literally five six or something, some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love the balls. Just okay, you're gonna pay a for lot. Uh, but we are the only. I want to say one of the few video game podcasts that's multi coast. No COVID yet. That's true. And and I, I've been living with a person with COVID and didn't get it somehow, and I'm just baffled by that. Could have something to do with the fact that you got a vaccine. I I think it could have something to do with the fact that I do a video game podcast. If you do a video, yes, uh, yeah, that's bro, the magic right. cure: doing a video yeah. game podcast or yeah. contributing to the Patreon. Pull that up, Tampy. Uh, uh, you choke someone out, and you do a video game podcast. You don't get COVID. Is it a video game podcast <laughs> that makes fun of more popular non-video game podcasts right at the top of the show? Then even better. Oh, that was my bad Joe Rogan. It, it sounded like a Fred Flintstone who wasn't born in the 50s. <laughs> Poor Joe Rogan. I've never said that. I've, okay. I've never said that. Um, this is this is a video game show. And uh, as we said yeah, on yeah. a previous show, summer is kind of winding down. And I yeah. think it's officially over by the time you hear this. Maybe not like, oh, summer actually ends September 20th or whatever. I don't care. Summer ends when August does, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, mm. And uh, I, I was I, I was real bummed out because, like, my friend's kids were going back to school. Like, that means the end of summer. The heat has not stopped where I'm at. And uh, summer shows no signs of stopping. And I don't want to set up my Halloween decorations because my grass is still growing really like, like to a crazy extent, I think most of the polls have been reversed. I say this as a Christmas fan, 
we associate Snowfall with Christmas. Almost no one has seen that in like five years. Mm-hmm. Snowfall at Christmas, it comes in January or February. Uh, I don't know what any of it means. And uh, it's hotter here than ever. Well, all I know is that two days from when this goes live will be Labor Day. You can no longer wear white shoes. Am I right, oh. Chris? I, I have less respect for people who tell me I can't do that than grammatical corrections in speech. It's- Right. Uh, like, go fuck yourself forever. <laughs> like, I cannot stand I this. I mean, by shit. the way, we all work from home. Who wears shoes? Get yeah. out of here with yeah, it. Yeah, haven't worn shoe shoes wearing. in years. Come on. Yeah, we're all, we're all Stephen Hawking right now. We have several pairs of immaculate shoes. <laughs> oh, the fashion faux pas. Yeah, so with summer ending, Matt, you had the idea to talk about games set at summer camps. I love summer camp. I don't know why. Ever since I I was a kid. I never went to summer camp. I've always thought of, like, is it more of, like, an East Coast thing? I don't know. Well, like, the hardcore summer camps are an East Coast thing. I just never did. I had summers at home riding bikes and playing video games with friends. Did your parents not work? Like, uh, did somebody stay home? Like... My parents always had to keep working. No, I, I think Michael's right, though, is like, so the kind you see in the movies, like pop culture, movies and TV with like color war and shit like that, that's not how summer camps were on the West Coast. Like in California, I think there was one camp that would be one week during the summer, but there certainly weren't any like, hey, you're going to go for a month to camp, right? Right. Like I, the, I had a yeah. couple like weekend camps. The, the, the shit week- you see in Salute Your Shorts where you're at summer camp for the whole summer, I didn't yeah. see that either. Yeah. That, but, it, it, that's that's that, more of like an East well, Coast I, thing. I think it's I specifically think. like a, an East Coast New York thing. Like it, it goes back to the tradition of like before the there Catskill. was widespread air conditioning that New Yorkers would often like leave the city during the summer because it got so hot and uh they'd go go to like a resort in the Catskills, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. But yeah. um yeah. But but I did this a lot. I, I spent my entire summer uh somewhere else. Uh, sorry, like even if I was in the same spot. And if I and if I went away to summer camp, like a sleepaway camp, uh that was for one week at a time because yeah. like who the fuck do you know how much it costs to <laughs> uh clothe sleep and uh Feed a human being, like right. Who could afford sending even a kid with like away? gross camp food? Right? It's it's still uh, it's it yeah. would still be like hundreds of thousands of dollars to send you away. For th- my parents would like save up to send me away. Like this is going to be the fun for you. So I went to both sleepaway camp and um uh every I went to mostly YMCA camps. Okay, uh, which I think were free, but the YMCA is kind of diminished in most people's eyes. And uh, m- more than anything, I want to talk about summer camp because my relation to video games that's where can you imagine 1988 when video games are the most popular and we're sent to a place with only people our age who have no access to them that's yeah. all we talk about mm, and, and then a few years later we find a summer camp with that has all video games but and... the, the reason i thought of this as a top five is as a kid i was in love with the idea of summer summer camp like i had a voracious appetite for like any books about camp TV shows. I love the movie Poison Ivy starring Michael J. Fox uh, and Blair, I think, from That's that the Poison show. Ivy you saw? Yes. Not the Drew Barrymore one? Yeah, but, and, and, but, but also Meatballs and stuff. Like, for some reason, summer camps were all over pop culture, except, as Michael and I found, like, not really so much in video games. Like, you would yeah. think more games would have camp levels, at least. It is, you know? but, yeah, surprisingly difficult to find video games set at summer camps that do not include spree killers. That, like, 
try to offer any sort of genuine recreation of the summer camp experience. That is just not done. Can, can I paraphrase a Norm Macdonald joke? On sure. The, everyone knows this. I like my video games like I like my <laughs> like I like my movies. Uh, no, no, no. I like my I like. Hold on, edit that out okay. and don't. By the way, uh, I, I like, I like my video games, like I like my pasta, meatballs too. <laughs> Wait, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> that is a callback uh, that you really have to listen uh, to every episode God to damn. understand. Kevin Nealon. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but uh, it, no, it's it's so weird that they're not in video games more uh, because yeah, it, it, it is such an appropriate setting it's like yeah you're out in the woods there's animals it's, there's it's fucking an appropriate cabins. movie setting where, where adults don't exist so therefore you aren't protected from murderers condoms um any like anything <laughs> uh i i had all my fucking first kisses and finger bangs and seeing bras uh that was all at summer camp uh the, the most scared i ever was the most like yeah all the summer camp Mm-hmm. The, uh, you always had um, a camp crush and shit, of course. I, I, I went to a summer camp um, in Florida, and they told us to keep us in our bunks at night, and which were all classily named after uh, tribes we... Eradicated? <laughs> eradicated in Motown. I, I was in the Apache and the Shoshone uh, cabin, but they were like, uh, yeah, there's this big mental institution next door, and... They will not hurt you, but there are tons of mental patients wandering around the summer camp at night. Oh, and that sounds like ca- a great situation. And instead, instead of the counselors uh, coming up and like, gotcha, get back in your bunk, they told us like, so these people were all at this hippie mental institution. They were told to talk and stare at trees. And if you snuck out of your bunk, instead of the counselors coming at you, they knew to like stop and stare at a tree. And that's basically the end of Blair Witch Project, which right. you, yeah. you would see at our summer camp, and people would tell, "Oh my God, I went to go pee at night without permission, and then there was someone staring at a tree. I saw it. I saw it. I swear to God." And like it was so, like like five years of my life were so frightening. Like I'm, I'm in this woods with the metal patients. Oh my God. I feel like um, all you have to say to a kid in Florida is there are alligators loose at night. Don't get out of your bunk. No, that's, the that's alligators would, would, would sleep on our docks. And as a counselor in training, not even a full counselor, I would have to go to the docks and swim to the dock and get off there, you dumb alligator. Get <laughs> off of there. <laughs> like, uh, that was Caging my job. Chris over here. <laughs> that was Summer, Get summer in there, little fella. Let's on ball time roulette somewhere yeah, no, else. Yeah, yeah. Has, has to be with a Cajun accent or they won't respond. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you goddamn locking ain't back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hearts go out to people in New Orleans, by the way. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, bad, tough week. Bad timing on that joke. I know. I, but it's not that. Like, I just want to. I love the people of New Orleans. I love New Orleans. Uh, but. Growing up in that area, I, I, I share an ecosystem with New Orleans, just not the sea level. Um, so, so we're kindred spirits. But, but summer camp, I still don't get it. Uh, mm. You send your kids here for I'm going to guess thousands of dollars, and they will be taken care of by horny 
14 year old. <laughs> like, how does this make yeah. any sense? <laughs> what is, what like if they are the having past. sex while a little kid swims all by himself and drowns mm-hmm. because Did he I, didn't I, swim? I, I've told the story in another podcast. I'm going to tell it here. It's the most fucked up thing I've ever lived through as being a kid of the 80s. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. This show is a nostalgia. We do a lot of nostalgic show. The 80s are great, blah, blah, blah. But here's why it's bad. Uh, I went to a summer camp in the Everglades. And um, a counselor named Doug put to, like put us all in a line. He's like, I pick every month my favorite camper. All men, by the way. Hmm. All little kids. All little boys. Um, and he sleeps with me in my bunk. Oh, and I eat him pizza. God and, damn it. and like, and we're all like, "Oh God, I hope it's me." And like, we were all devastated that it was Rob and not us. And in this bunk, this fucking eight-year-old would sleep with this twenty-year-old who he'd feed pizza and candy. And and that's that's. <laughs> so when I try and get nostalgic about camp, I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" Oh that's my, just I can't picture with this at guy, that point, isn't it? That's uh, just the Alec Baldwin sitting there with his martini. Come on, <laughs> come on, canteen boy, canteen boy, all over again. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, I, I we we lived through some stupid, unregulated shit. Uh, the wildest summer camp I went to, and this is. Very Californian, very cool. I spent a week on Catalina Island, just fucking straight up the ending of The Last of Us 2. I was on Catalina, and the coolest part was one day we got to do a hike across the island to Avalon, the city there, like to go into the city and hang out. I've Googled this a billion times. I love these areas. Yeah. No, and Catalina's great, you know, especially for Avalon is like where they film most like old-timey movie. Hmm. Hmm. Right? Man, that they, was very, they, they, very uniquely Californian of like, yeah, we took a, a a boat over to the island for summer camp for a week and then mm-hmm. came back. Like, very lucky. But my, most of mine, by the way, church camps. Yeah. Church camp. Yeah. I have I have one experience that could be described as summer camp, but my dad was there, so it doesn't entirely count. But it was like a Boy Scout camp in, yep. in Oregon called Camp Merriweather. And I remember like... Okay. Having to hike there with like 25 pounds of gear, which like I was, I think I was like 12. So that was a lot. Yeah, uh, all, of, all of them were Michael's Game Gear's bad. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had a Game Gear. But I, I remember I did not change out of my Boy Scout uniform for that entire week, which horrified my mom Ooh. when I got home. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't old enough to actually have B.O. Um, right, right. Uh, but and I and I did shower and stuff. I just didn't change my clothes. Um, I mean, as long as your underwear changes, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the the first day there, um, there was like, let's all go swimming in the lake. And uh, my memory of it is, I you know, jumping off the dock and suddenly realizing I have never been in water this cold in my life. Oh shit! Yep. And like losing motor function and like barely being wow. able to dog. I know what you're talking about. And, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. then they're like, oh, well, this guy's a non-swimmer. It's like, no, I can swim, just not in this. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody this is else is fine. I don't know what your I problem have, is. But here's I the have... thing. I gulped down so much lake water that yes! I got horrible, horrible strep throat with laryngitis and had to go oh, to the yes. ER in the middle of the week. I, I was in an advanced camp where they made us hike like like the whole day and, and like, Everyone's complaining we're out of water and like it's just the sun hitting us in the sand. We're in Florida. And I remember I jumped into a lake and swam and gulped water as I swam as fast as I could. And then I also remember later that night the main counselor told us about being an alcoholic um, and how he sees 
anytime you see a crow, it's coming to tear your alcoholic heart out. Jesus. And we're also camping in a dead Indian bear. All this shit is so fucked up. Like camping is a fucking fun. Th- like someone, like someone invited me to a camping group and I had to remind them, like, I, I camped most of my life free twenties and it's all traumatizing. Uh, and I, I watched a guy's head split up, get split open by an act. What? Oh, um, yeah. Like, I, I, well, I, the guy that it was the same story. The guy's like, uh, we're on Indian burial ground and you guys aren't respecting it. And I'm going to tell you about my alcoholism and how the Indians fucking came after me. And like, Jesus, this, it, but the whole camp had an Indian, uh, Native American theme. Mm. Um, and then this guy threw an ax and it came back and hit him in the, the face. And clearly it was because he hit a line that was tied to the, tied to a pole. He, didn't notice that he was trying to chop wood and then hit a line of a tent and the, the, the ax came back and hit him in the head. And the adult counselor, when we're 10 says, that's the demons, man. That's the demons. Jesus and like, Christ. and we were all fucking terrified forever. <laughs> we like, Oh, I love this guy. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. It's something I, I, I like. I still for every time I think about alcoholism, I think about a crow, uh, a, a Native American crow tearing my guts out. That is not how most guy. alcohol bouncing is at you no! back at your face. What a terrible thing to introduce children to. <laughs> That's, yeah. I only want to say, like, I want to ask this maybe in in the show. Um, my parent, my dad, like, liked the outdoors, like going outdoors with me and did a lot of fun stuff with me that is not traumatizing. And a lot of this stuff is, I have a lot of great memories about camp, but then my friend in um, like 1990 or 91 was like, dude, I go to this camp, this fucking camp. They have, instead of canoeing, they have NESs. They have arcade games. Right. And I was like, what is this camp? And my parents learned about it. And like, this costs money. And like, and then my sister got on them too, and they, they, they sent me to it. And I just remember it being, it sounded like one word, East Hill Baptist. And I didn't, I'm not, I'm a little kid. I, I thought it was East Hill Baptist, one word, mm. but then I didn't know it was a Southern Baptist camp nope. where yep. it's cheaper because they subsidize this shit because you have to go get indoctrinated in a church once a week. Mm. Yep. For sure. Church game. But I played the most video games mm. I've ever played. In the uh, early 90s at a summer camp that I went to every single day. Damn. Oddly enough, while trying to research for this show, um, now the SEO has taken over. If you do video game summer camp, there are tons of oh. video game summer camps out yeah. there. That is all you find. Well, it's it's like it's like in this new Space Jam movie where it's like a yeah. game development summer camp. You'll learn yeah, how to make LeBron's a game. Son. Yeah, LeBron's fake son's camp. Yeah, exactly. Idea. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, I want to make a Game Boy game that steals your identity. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that that is that is on like that is number forty on the stupidest things that happened in this new Space Jam movie. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say this year, and I would have agreed with either sentiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. New Space Jam movie is so dumb. Yeah, so dumb. Uh, Look what nostalgia can do to you. We should. We but should. also, yeah, if you were expecting anything different. You might be so dumb for expecting that. Like, Maybe go watch the first Space Jam. Be, you might be a camper. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your wigwam. So on that, we should probably sure. go to break because uh, our advertisers are getting antsy. So, um, uh, you know, we want our balls to thank us. So uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about summer camp video games right after this. 
Folks, you might have heard us talk about Manscaped and the importance of male grooming before. Well, now that summer is upon us and the clothes are starting to come off, it's more important than ever to give yourself a little boost of confidence and look your personal best by taking care of some of that stray body hair. Some of it down there. Since it's so hot, you might even want to trim things a bit shorter than usual. And when you do, take it from two guys who have learned the hard way, more than we care to admit, you want to be sure you're doing so safely, especially when trimming the hair down there. And that is where Manscaped can help. It may be a scorcher out there, but it's time to bundle up in here. With Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a.k.a. the GOAT of ball trimmers. GOAT! Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Their fourth-generation Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes not those delicate holes you sickos your ear and nose holes Ugh, uh, once you're done grooming you seal the deal with manscaped delightfully scented liquid formulations before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking your weeds give your beach balls a boost with crop reviver there are a few things as refreshing as a little spritz from the crop reviver Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level and get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, LASERTIME, at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. We're back to talk about what? Camp. Yep. Camp. Bug juice. Camp. That's your wake up camp call. We had that. Uh, we had that at my first camp in the Everglades. Um, that was a horrifying story. I've told on at least another podcast. My dad pulled strings because his company ran it. Uh, and by that I mean the Florida Game and Freshwater Fish Commission. And. Got me in at the last minute, and but he got me in as a eight-year-old into a camp cabin of thirteen-year-olds. Oh, that's and not. I, good. I remember. I remember walking in like, uh, "Hey, everybody! I just got a happy me with a Garfield toy in it. I like it. He's got pink skates." And everyone's like, <laughs> and then like it just like it, like I just cried for a week. Oh. And like, and this is camp in the eighties, by the way. Like, just everyone yelling. Yeah, that's that's the just a F recipe. word at me. That's a recipe for you being the plucky mascot of mm-hmm. your cabin at that point but in an 80s movie. Here's how even know. more 80s it was. They were only <laughs> counselors under 20, and our counselor got fired in the middle for, any guesses? No molestation. No, no. Hmm. Um, uh, 
Smoking and getting high while there was a spree murder S- on Smoking on a dude. How did you yeah. do that? <laughs> he got fired for smoking too much. For oh. smoking too many cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes. I thought you meant weed. Yeah. I thought you meant that, the eighties, everyone. Mm-hmm. The eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing is is better now than it was. It's mm. all where the where the shorts were short yeah, some... and the probations were long. The eighties. Speaking of the eighties. Number five. Guess, I guess this was actually early 90s, but I'm guessing you guys recognize that music. That is, that well, is some Simpsons-ass Simpsons music. And I'm guessing because it's Escape from Camp Deadly. Yeah, Bart, Bart Simpson's Escape from Camp Deadly. I think it may have actually inspired the Krusty Summer Camp episode. The season Mr. four premiere, Camp Krusty. Yeah, Camp Krusty and Mr. Black. Which I believe they, they made a sequel to. They, uh, they to, did. Like, it was ago. not great. So Camp Deadly is named for the mountain next to it, Mount Deadly. But it is does not sound like the kind of place you'd want to send a kid. And it kind of isn't. The one camp counselor is Iron Fist Burns, who basically looks like Mr. Burns's identical nephew. And uh, has, has like a, a gauntlet that he wears for some reason, and uh, it's it's all about Bart trying to escape with Lisa's help, and it feels a lot like the other shitty Simpsons games of its era. Like, you know, it plays a bit like I I, I remember thinking this was going to be different. No, because all the screenshots and magazines, and by that I mean we used to read previews with one and a half screenshots. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, the half. It was a half, it, literally, because it was on the spine of the magazine. It was like the inside, and there was a staple. Yeah, it was like Sergio Organi's of uh, margin <laughs> cartoons. That's what we read previews. Of mm-hmm. uh, um, Michael's really wincing at my Sergio Organi's Aragones. Um Bless you. I thought this this looked really good, and it was also exclusive. It wasn't a port. That's it was, true. Uh, it was the first exclusive Simpsons game on a platform because they all kind of went all over the place. Yeah, and it, it like there there was a little bit more variation here than I remember in some of the other Simpsons games, and yet th- there was so much that was the same. It's like just sort of a repeating loop of level themes, where you've got capture the flag, where you're trying to make it through a forest uh, while dodging other kids or, you know, throwing uh, spitballs and boomerangs at them. And uh, then you will climb up into a tree every so often. There'll be a, a boss in a tree house. And once you defeat him, Lisa will be standing there. You get something from her like a beekeeper's hat or a radiation suit that you'll need to get through the hazards right ahead of you. And there's also like food fight levels at the the camp mess where you'll just grab tofu burgers or ice cream or whatever start throwing it at other other kids but uh this did have a fair amount of digitized speech for example wow that is the sound of bart dying also also if he gets hit familiar this this did have a clip from lisa though which you could only experience if you hit her in some way uh, and if you hit, what'd she say? Stop it, Bart! And if you did hit her, she would drop whatever she was holding for you, so you would have to like try to get through the next section without that protection. Well, I I, I am not um, someone who reads the wiki and calls himself animation historian, mm-hmm. but I will. I can say from a definitive, I think Camp Krusty is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons I've ever seen in my life. 
Yeah. And there should be nothing but games based on it. <laughs> uh, and yet, it, we, all we have is this, and it's not great. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but but like but like I I feel like it's something that would have happened uh, twenty years from now, where they're like, this is has the most fun level thing because the Simpsons don't really gravitate towards drama outside of the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mob occasionally comes for the Simpsons, but they're still in the, their living room. There are so many crazy scenarios in this season four premiere. Uh, of, of kids dying in rivers yeah. and it killed by bears. I think it's so great. That was the plot of the sequel. Is just like some some kid that like they thought had drowned in the river was still yeah. alive or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's some of the best animation the series has has ever had, and then it has lines like "gentlemen to evil," <laughs> <laughs> which people use for Republicans all the time. How did this this developer? How did they get away with calling themselves Imagineering? Is what I want to know because I feel like Disney would sue your ass if you even tried that. That nowadays. is an excellent question. Maybe they were they, a subsidiary. It, Who knows? It's ironic they might have sued them, but they also would own them now. Hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like, do we really want the rights to uh, Bart Escape from Camp Deadly? Oh God, we'll have to buy Fox. Jesus. Ah. Never forget. Yeah, Simpsons is still a Disney. Uh, Bart Simpson's still a Disney character. Thirty years right in the making. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I mean, yeah, they they would have sued them out of existence, but they were a subsidiary of Absolute Entertainment, published by Acclaim. None of those people are around anymore, so mm, there's nope. there's no, no one to sue. I mean, did did you never like walk around, uh, go to a place in San Francisco, and like meet someone who worked at one of these places? Uh, Sorry, no. this is neither here nor there. Well, no, we went no, to a stand-up comedy school, Jersey, so. um, a, a couple of us, and then, and then, like, what did you do? And, like, I worked for this Genesis company. Uh, they made the Genesis NBA Jam. And that's how the dude made his money. Like, all right, worked, made Genesis games in the fucking 80s and 90s. And, sweet. like, yeah, it was, like, made a huge amount of money. The, the coolest <laughs> than... pull I had from that was I worked with a guy briefly. He was working at Cryptic Studios. He was, like, one of the founders of Activision. Like, one of the early, early guys, like, came over like, from like, Atari. Like and Atari? I, I was, like, Holy trying to shit. pick his brain about it, and he just didn't like talking about it. He's like, dude, it was just my job. And I'm like, hmm. you're, like, one of the founding fathers of video games. You will answer yeah. my questions now. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, a pre-NES founder of video games. Please tell me everything. Yes. Goddamn. Yeah. But my, my memories of uh, Bart Escape from Camp Deadly... Um, I, I think oh, I told him on our previous podcast, but uh, you did. Yeah. I, I'm I'm generally reminded our one of our last the last shows I ever did. Oh wow! I I made a uh, I I turned your dad into Bumblebee Man. That's right. Of, um, That's right. The, oh my son! My yeah, son. but the the story is that I met your dad and I hate myself yeah. for having. <laughs> Yes. That's why it was funny because I was like, "You've met my dad. You know he sounds nothing like that." Uh, but. Uh, yeah, th- for people who didn't listen to our show from years and years ago, uh, what happened was I was visiting my family in Spain, and there was a lightning storm, and a huge tree on their property got uh, fell over, and so like the adults went out to investigate, and I was like thirteen, fourteen. I wasn't gonna miss this for the world, and so I just like took off tearing across. Uh, you know, they, they, they had this, this big, big plot of land with like all these trees and just like running down this hill, breakneck speed. I jump over what I think is a concrete block. Something smacks into my face super hard. And the next thing I know, I'm lying on my back, staring up at a rebar trellis that I have just 
jumped straight into at a run and it clipped me like under my left eye and and gave me a serious black eye. I'm surprised I didn't break any face bones. I'm surprised people haven't seen this on TikTok. Your dad filmed it. And it goes, <laughs> that would have been great. And it goes, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> at first what? when you said a tree fell down, I thought, oh, then you made a baseball bat out of it and you starred in The Natural. And it was a great this movie. A natural I reference, know. which I only get to The Simpsons, <laughs> FYI. Yeah. But anyway, I, I spent the rest of that evening with a steak on my face playing my cousin's Game Boy and the only game that he had for it, which was Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. I think you might be the only person I know in real life who has put a steak on their face. That is such... I've done it. They didn't have ice packs. That's what they had. I, 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 I am old enough to remember a girl punched me in the face. Gave me a black eye, and, and like the whole school was like, we better put a steak on this before this ruins your reputation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go go like, get a we'll, steak we'll, from the cafeteria. We'll get, we'll get <laughs> right. one of the teacher's yeah. lounge. Let's like, dump a box of steak. We don't, this kid will never survive this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we've, we've talked too much about Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. Let's yeah, move it's, on it's, a, it's a platformer. It's not much going it's, on. It's, but it's, it's, I, love, I love the little Michael Rapar as Lord. This all makes sense. <laughs> but I mean, the, you the know, one you thing know did, he was happier. Now, here's the question <laughs> Is it better than Bart versus the Space Mutants? Because it ha- doesn't have all Everything the crazy is. bullshit. Yeah, no, I have to say it is better than Bart versus the Space Mutants. That game sucks balls. Yeah, the, weirdly, the Game Boy Simpsons are all better than the yeah, NES. Camp, Camp Deadly is at least comprehensible, and like the the jumping doesn't like completely suck and feel weirdly floaty, and in, you know, it, it makes more sense. There's not the same lag after you hit a button. Anyway, nice fruit roll, man. Let's move on to number four. They thought camp would be fun. What? It wasn't long before they realized. It would be deadly. Hmm. Not Camp Deadly, surprisingly. Right. Yeah. Right. Is this <laughs> that Slayaway Camp? Thing? This is Slayaway Camp. Have you guys ever played this? No. no. It is great. It is a parody Friday the 13th knockoff where you are this killer in a skull mask just slaughtering all these teenagers that look like if you squashed a Minecraft person to about like half the size. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. 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 And the, the, it's actually a puzzle game because the puzzle is that the killer can only move in a straight line and he can only be stopped by obstacles or victims. So it's like a sliding block thing where you have to slide him around and figure out how to make him collide with the... So you are the, you are the victim. I know, you are the killer. You're the killer. I played... The skinned version of this, which was the Friday the 13th yeah, killer puzzle this, game. The same developer went on to do Friday the 13th killer puzzle uh, years later, which is a bit more sophisticated than this, but this still has a certain charm, and it's it's wow. surprisingly fun to just completely murderize a bunch of little cube people. <laughs> Those thumps are the killer hitting walls. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of every level, you get like a little quick time thing where like Devil may cry. <laughs> stop this icon in in the red zone, and if you do, you'll you'll get to do a cinematic murder on another camper. Um, so yeah, you are slaughtering the counselors, but it, it has a, a video, like a 1980s video store aesthetic and conceit where 
like, oh no, the first set of levels is just the first movie. And as you go through, you unlock more and more movies and they all have. What, it, what is, hmm? what is this on, Michael? This is on PC. It's on mobile. Um, Switch. It's yeah, on, yeah. Several yeah. different things and it might have made it to other consoles. I'm not sure. I didn't look, but, uh, as you unlock more of these movies, they all come with uh, different intros, and here are a bunch of them all in a row. They thought it was safe to go back to camp, but it wasn't. They thought the nightmare was over, but it still wasn't over. <laughs> School is out for summer. School is out forever. Because they're dead. They thought the beach would have lots of sand. And it did. The Big Apple just got sliced. <laughs> and diced. And the Apple Core thrown in the garbage. The Apple Core is a metaphor for their heads. Right. <laughs> Baltimore. I gotcha. Yeah, Apple Core. Yeah. Now, I, I'm trying to remember the way these play... If I'm remembering correctly, it's almost like a block puzzle in games where you're like, tr you know, those puzzles in games where it's like you can you can slide, but it'll just keep sliding until it hits yes, a wall. That's what I said earlier, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You move in a straight line, and, and yeah, it's basically you're sliding a block across ice, and it gets stopped by obstacles you're, or things it needs to kill. You're mickle cubicling. You're mickle cubicling. That's it. Oh. That's what it feels like. Wonderful. Amazing. Sorry, I'm so drunk. And, and and medicated. Hmm. I've never heard of this game. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's it's fun. It's yeah. a good little mobile it's, game. And then the the Friday the Thirteenth reskins fine too. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like five bucks on Steam. I'm sure it's even cheaper on mobile. And it's I'll it's it. pretty good on mobile actually. It's it's it's, it, it, it's so weird. Um, just children from future generations probably won't watch Meatballs. They'll watch Friday the Thirteenth, mm -hmm. and that will be their knowledge yeah. of eighties. The 80s summer camp, period. And sleepaway camp, which it. had a brief renaissance for some reason a few years back. Briefly I think you would like again. this. I think you'd like the Friday the 13th reskin, Chris, because it has like all the variations of Jason. There's like Uber Jason, which is like Jason in space. There's Apocalypse Jason. There, there, there's all, they're just skins, you know, it doesn't really do much, but it's like, yeah, if, if you're into Friday the 13th or if you've hosted a podcast all about Friday the 13th called Elm Street Nightmare, mm. you might be into it. Yeah, I think you're, you might be hitting on the wrong franchise there, Matt, but, uh, anyway. No, no, but Chris, tell him you, you did Friday the 13th on Elm Street Nightmare. I, I, it's not just did. me. We it did. just sounds funny. The whole thing. But anyway, uh, Slayaway Camp is great. You should all check it out. But, uh, clearly Matt does not think it's as good as. Number three. Uh, yeah. Now, I think Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, or ACPC, as I'm going to call it from now on, does not quite qualify as a summer <laughs> camp game because you are a campsite manager, but Matt thinks otherwise. Here well, it's because you get resident. People take up semi-permanent residence in your camp. Well, you have like a campsite that camp. you're going back to. You know, Tom Nook is basically just like a head counselor running a camp, and he's he's monetizing the shit out of this thing. Mm. Here's the thing. Uh, I think we can all agree when this game first came out, we were all a little bit disappointed. Like, man, I really wanted Animal Crossing, and I got a mobile game with a ton of mobile game hooks in it. Um, I don't know if you have been back to this game recently. 
But they have added so much shit. And yes, a lot of it's like monetization stuff. But like, I think what I really want, having played New Horizons when that came out last year and just, oh man, I think most of us kind of came up and went, you know, I wish New Horizons got more content more often. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Pocket Camp does. It gets updated all the fucking time with a bunch of shit. What what we really need is a happy medium of those two games. Like somewhere right in the middle. Like maybe get that. That release cadence of Pocket Camp, but like not Something all the, the Chinese government stuff. can't ban. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. But it's, I mean, Pocket Camp is, it's not just straight up Animal Crossing, but actually I think some of the stuff they did in there was innovative and I, it did get brought into New Horizons and I wish New Horizons would bring in a few more things from Pocket Camp, if I'm being honest. You know? I also so, feel like the, the activities, like you can, you can go off site for, you know, Various activities and classes and things. So it's like that, that feels a little more summer campy to me, the more structured playtime. But at the same time, you still get to wander around in nature shaking trees. Uh, Peaches just fell down. Some eggplant just fell down. Yeah. <laughs> so here's Some the thing. Eggplant Let's just say if all the other games are summer camps, this is the game where you're the creepy weirdo who lives mm. near a summer camp in oh, his van. Cause that's what this harbinger. game is. Yeah. You guys need any help with anything? <laughs> I'll be the first to die. Don't worry. Chris, who's, who's the crazy guy in Friday the 13th that doesn't die till like three that there's always warning yes, them? The guy who delivers the speech. Everyone's going totally fucked. Yeah. Is that um, the guy with the laundry pole? Um, in, in three. In the third yeah. one? Uh, no, he's, the, the heart, oh, fuck, I forget his name. Sorry. He's like cra- Crazy Eddie or some shit like that. He's like, he's the old guy that warns everyone at the summer camp. You're that guy. You're the crazy guy mm. who lives in a van down by the animals. Um, but no, I, I actually quite like Pocket Camp now. And a uh, quick little plug for them. Um, you can get a lot of those My Nintendo reward points by doing shit in Pocket Camp and redeem those for real world goods. Like I've gotten for like a Cat what? Mario keychain like, and there's all kinds of shit that you can get in there. So uh, do that. I guess that's kind of neat. It's very neat. Yeah. I got a, I got a Mario Christmas ornament from that thing. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Sold. Um, no, but no, Pocket, Pocket Camp is, is I, I hate to say it, but in some ways better than New Horizons. Gasp. Like hot. Hot take. I mean, that is a game of the year I, contender, I, probably. I remember playing it with my 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 lady, and like, we should be able to do more. Like, uh, just pay him money, and we couldn't. It, uh, but now you can. That, that, They've added all kinds of shit in there. There's like limited edition furniture that they sell in these little fortune cookies. There's like flower cultivating. There's a little flower garden next to the I'd rather be dead than do that. <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, there's cool yeah, ways like versus like in New Horizons where it's like, hey, you want to change the world. You kind of just have to unlock the little excavation tools and you can make it whatever you want in in uh, Pocket Camp. You kind of have to earn like themes and settings of like, oh, well, I'm I'm going to make this. This isn't one of them, but like, I'm gonna make this like a circus setting in the background or something like that. And then I'm like, you know, I wish New Horizons had more of that stuff versus just make a river or, or cliff. Be like, no, you, you can make kind of a cool theme background. Like, that would be kind of cool and kind of neat, you know? Hmm. Nope. 
gonna need to, uh, to pole vault over a uh, one foot inch. Oh, but one thing it did that New Horizons definitely brought in is like decorating outdoors was not a thing in Animal Crossing until Pocket Camp. Like the, you decorate your campsite outdoors. Like, oh, well, you'll decorate a campsite all right with blood. Number two. Wait, what? Whoa, did you just hear that? Sounded like screaming. Probably someone getting bonked upstairs, man. How come you don't get loud when we get it on? Well, you're just gonna have to keep trying, babe. No! Holy shit! What's going on? What are you doing? Just testing it out, honey. Well, cut it out. Harsh in my eye, babe. Just, you know, having some false alarms for the audience while we talk about so sex and getting high. How did, so weird. It's just not, not unlike clowns and, uh, four square dancing. Like, uh, camp is becoming very creepy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like a horror. <laughs> I had a ton of fun in camp. I really did. How do you, how do you I've never pull played it? bumper pool in my life other than camp. Michael, I gotta ask you, how do you talk about Friday the 13th, the new game, and not pull a clip of some little kid complaining that his brother has a headache or being trapped in a wall talking shit to Dave and Chris? The J Chase? Oh, you mean the this one. Here comes the Jace Jace. He said the Jace Jace? He did. He said the Jace Jace. What are you supposed to just wanted you to escape once, Dave, not die instantly. <laughs> it's a classic to this day. It's one of the funniest things I've ever done streaming. Yeah. And um, I think and every I was time wor- Dave and I did it at 3 o'clock, someone on the East Coast, there'd be a child. Yes. A child. Mm-hmm. Playing Friday the Thirteenth, the game, which was uh, oh, no. that's, that's I have a weird new, memory. Re, like, remember when we were kids and other kids were watching the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movies? Yeah. Now yeah. kids yeah. will play the Friday the Thirteenth game. That's right. the uh, illicit rite of passage or whatever. So, but the, it was it made the game so much creepier. <laughs> I'm in the wall. I'm in the walls. I'm in the walls. <laughs> Can you get me? Can you get me? Like, shut up. I want to go home. Ah, <laughs> My brother has a headache. <laughs> like, I don't care, kid. Shut up. Yeah. The, but the so game much. itself is quite fun. I think this might be the most successful case of asymmetric multiplayer there that we have currently out mm-hmm. there. Like, you get to – one person gets to be Jason with cool-ass powers. It's very well-balanced, and um, uh, it's very authentic to the the property where Friday the 13th it doesn't say it on the the label but like Jason's supposed to win right well and, they and also like, explain this game cuz I'm going to be the best camper ever yeah. <laughs> and take out Jason well, until the end of time I think I think there the the fun is more in like seeing how long you can survive with Jason hunting you I, like it it it, it, it th- that game for a one year was the most fun Friday the 13th movie simulator I'd ever seen it was yeah. so great well, it, it's also like very true to the lore like Tommy is the only one who can like easily stun Jason and he has to show up though like during the course of a match. You have to, you have to call him. Yeah. But it also like there's it it creates lore to explain Jason's power. Something the movies had never done, like no other game had bothered with. It's like, oh, well Jason sort of has this warping power where he can mm-hmm. he kind of becomes mist. And I'm like Eventually, I, yeah. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of those powers oh, in there, it's like, oh, we've given like an explanation of the shit Jason can do in the movies. It's like, Oh, that's yeah. one of your powers is Jason. No one had ever, yeah. no one had bothered ever explaining, well, why is Jason so powerful other than being a Uber zombie? I, I don't know. You know, and it was, it was crazy. Cause like it, it doesn't explain what Jason can do. Mm-hmm. It just gives you the power to do it. Right. And you're like, 
Well, that makes sense because it's Jason. Sure. Yeah, but like, right. <laughs> but like n- none of the movies get made any sense. Like Jason's going to vap, like, uh, evaporate places. That doesn't make it, it, it it's never been written down. Right. Right. But it's right. like, it's so well, accurate half the to movies, the movie. It's not even Jason. It's someone yeah. else who just magically has Jason's yeah, power. It's awesome. <laughs> who can just appear where he's not supposed to be. And you get to, you get to do that. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It makes you the, 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 the when you're Jason in the game, you're the default director of a Friday 13th movie, which is crazy. Well, well you have a power too, where like if there's people in a cabin, doesn't it turn the cabin red in Jason vision? So you can like kind of know where the counselors are. I love the, Maybe it's been <laughs> like the stereotypes of the camp counselors, like the, basically the players you can play are just so eighties fucking yep. movie tropes. It's so good. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and that, you know, going back to what you were saying about like, oh, is this the best asymmetrical multiplayer? Like, I think maybe Dead by Daylight has a bit more popularity. And I, but I realized yeah. something like having never really played Dead by Daylight, but watching a stream of it a while ago, I realized like it does the Splinter Cell thing of one team has third person view and the other has first person view and that the killers yeah. have first person view. So it's, it's easier, like, uh, the, the victims have that advantage where they can actually sneak a little bit more effectively because the killer can only see straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. But, but Jason, meanwhile, has full third person vision, is not restricted by anything like that and can zero in on campers wherever they it might be. It seems weird to, to, to someone who grew up with, like, multiplayer, like, oh, this is important. Don't sell them fucking. Don't let people buy power in a multiplayer game where, like, the, the, the Friday the 13th game came out and, like, this is going to be unfair if you're Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be very unfair. You've got your mother's head talking to you from beyond the grave. That's mm-hmm. extremely unfair. They deserve to die, Jason. Make them suffer. To the point where... They added a single player mode and it is just you playing as Jason going around killing people at the various settings. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think they intentionally like make it so like if you actually want to beat Jason, it's like a puzzle. There's all these steps you have to it's take hard. to actually we, kill we were him. We're never able to do it on the stream. But most people like the way you win as a counselor is just surviving the match. Like you're you're not doing anything to Jason. It's really just a, a thing of like, oh, you might escape on a boat mm-hmm. or you might just just Hide the whole match until till the timer's up, or and you might and, get a car started. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, the the way to win in true Friday the Thirteenth fashion is like not to fight; it's to it's run leave. your ass away, get mm-hmm. out of there. Like mm-hmm. you can't beat Jason. Yeah, but and my, that game my also had ass dad would say that's the best way to win any fight. But my dad is also <laughs> Billy Jack. <laughs> the first time I've said that. This game also had, um, I think it was like for Kickstarter people only, or there was only a certain way to get it. It had the purple jason outfit Mm -hmm. from the nes game right possibly i'm not sure that might have been like a mod that someone added in but no no it was definitely no it was official i was trying to transition you into the nes game michael that was that was your segue no no i I do have a clip from the nes game which does have uh still like all these years later and as terrible as that game is one of the most effective jump scares for my money in any video game ever Just that feeling of you're you're exploring interiors of cabins with this calm music, and then you just turn ninety degrees and burn. Jason's there, 
and then you're in a fight for your life. Again, we, we streamed it on, on, on YouTube.com slash laser time and, and, and Dave grew up figuring it out with his brothers and like it, it makes sense for a Jason game. Like you're yeah. not you're not gonna kill Jason here, but like uh you don't know where he's gonna be. I, I don't the, think the idea this game is to is... avoid him and you can and you can look in your map and see when, when kids are being killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like be out of that area. I, I don't think the game itself is terrible. It was just very hard to understand for us it's as not kids. Linear and it's always different. It's very strange. That's interesting yeah. because I th- I thought you were supposed to go where the kids were being killed and stop Jason like you're chasing him off. Yeah, I, 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 I was never able to do anything in that game <laughs> and I'm also uh, very drunk and medicated now. It's, well, it's, it's, it's supposed right to be with ET, where it's just like this is incomprehensible unless you've got a strategy guide, and then it's not even great, right? Unless you yeah. don't play it like a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing is like at the time the internet didn't exist. We didn't have anyone to tell us like, oh, you're supposed to be getting better weapons for the counselor so you mm-hmm. can be more effective against Jason and do this and this. And it's like, yeah, it, it really is just sort of a is a puzzle. With like these weird roguelike elements, because the map changes every time you start a new Does game it? and stuff. Or it's yeah, it's it's different. It's just like a there was nothing like it. It's a bit in my mind, at least. I always compare it to the Jaws game. The Jaws game had some weird puzzleness to it as I think well. It's just I think I think it might have been the same developers. Chris, you were on a, a show, uh, I think a retro not so long time ago, where you guys talked about that. But that they were both sort of like held up as these like these are like the first levels of much more ambitious games. That's how they feel. They're they're LGN games that are like weirdly uh uh accurate to mm. their movies. Mm-hmm. But they were like uh, secretly which, which, developed by these Japanese studios that didn't have their were. names on them. They were, but they're they're all also like uh so accurate they're not fun. Mm. But yeah. In, if you Learn how to play with them. Like, holy shit, these are really authentic to what you you shouldn't walk out and fight Jaws. Right, but, but, right. But, <laughs> it, it also but made you me, can in the Jaws game. I always wonder you though, can so do this, that in the Friday Thirteenth game. This was Atlas. If the, you're lucky, the old school game was Atlas, and I always just kind of wonder, like, did those Japanese devs know about Friday Thirteenth that much? Oh, like, I'm was sure. it big over no, there? No, did they know these were huge? Did they? Huge, did they know how to program randomness? Movies. That's the weirdest mm. thing, because like when uh, when I played um, uh, uh, Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. um, that's when I like like randomness became a thing. Like, but these NES games did it early on. Like, sure, the goal is to defeat the big enemy, but like none of nobody in the movies have has ever defeated this person. Why would it be you? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's so strange. Yeah. It, it, it kind of falls into the same camp as like the Goonies 2 game of like, it's just tough for kids at the time to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to be doing in this game? But we maybe didn't even care because we just liked that we were playing something at the time. It's like, cool. Yeah, I get to be Mikey. Neat. You know? Yeah. Jaws, Jaws I remember the best. Cause I, didn't, I didn't know what I was supposed to do, yeah. do, but I wanted to fight Jaws. And that happened randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you would. Yeah, you'd see from, that fin, and then all of a sudden you hit Jaws. Shit. Yeah, and you're fighting from a boat, and mm-hmm. then you're like basically dropping depth charges, I think. And then at one point you are a scuba diver trying to fight him. I yeah, well, know. basically you're in your boat until anything touches the boat, and then you're, the boat disappears and you're a scuba diver. Then Maybe you, you get a mini sub. Um, and then you need a bigger boat. Which, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> that whole game is just sailing back and forth between two ports getting upgrades mm-hmm. for your boat. Yeah, it's a smuggling game. It's smugglers run the video game. They just never told us. You know, you were smuggling weed in those boats. But yeah. uh, that's all. All right. Well, let's wrap this up because Chris looks like he needs a break. Uh-huh.
one. They told me this was a summer camp. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dogen, don't worry about old Coach Oleander. I've been coming here for years, and trust me, nothing ever happens. Yeah, Dogen, Lily's right. You don't got nothing to worry about, except for that giant monster in the lake I was telling you about. Hmm. I miss I miss those little bastards from Psychonauts. The one complaint I have about the sequel, which is, by the way, my game of the year so far, mm. uh, is I wish some of the other little friends from the camp were brought back for the sequel. Instead, they give them all new intern friends. But, like, Psychonauts is so good, and I didn't appreciate it at the time. And I actually went back and replayed it to beat it before 2 this year. This game holds up. And this is the best really example, which is why it's our number one. Of summer camp in a video game, yeah. like this, this is straight up fucking summer camp, dude. Actually, there's one one cabins. thing that impressed me about the clip that I just played. I think it's the the bully uh, Robbie Zilch or whatever his name was. Uh, that when he talks, so he has like this per, like really big gums and sort of like a protruding upper jaw. Right. And during that scene, while he's talking, it does not move. It is fixed in space, and the rest of his face moves around it. Like that is bizarre. <laughs> Oh yeah, the designs the designs in this game are just out there for the human beings. But then like, you know, the camp setting, it's a pretty traditional looking it's a cartoony yeah. exaggerated, you know, angles on the buildings and shit like that, but it's mm-hmm. like yeah, it's what you think of when you think of camp, like cabins and and yeah. kids and activities and arrowheads. The camp's built on an Indian burial ground and oh my gosh, Indians buried their dead here? Ew! I hope not. No, stupid. They buried their arrowheads here. Oh, okay. It's a, yeah. The idea of a long log, uh, but we can't pass this. It's, <laughs> the log is, is four feet above ground. No. Um, it, it is a camp with, uh, there's like psychic cougars that attack you at night. There, there, there's some foolishness in this camp. I love this game, and the new game, I think, is my... Game of the year material. Well, I love that uh, Ford Kroller, who, you know, goes on to play a major part in the first game and, and, uh, spoilers, um, might be in the second game is like, he's like kind of the, I don't even know what, what trope this would be. Like the character of kind of the weird chef at camp, which I guess is in what hot American summer of yes. just like kind of like the, the, the camp weird. I don't weirdo. fondle my sweaters. I just put on dip cream. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but Ford, because he's basically come, Jeez. you come to find out in the first game, he is, like the world, he's one of the founding psychonauts, one of the best psychonauts yeah. in the world. But his mind gets Man, shattered. You can do your whole Brendan thing with Gene, and then just do a perfect what hot American impression. Brendan, Brendan, Gene, Gene, Gene. I may just be a can of, of vegetables, Gene, but that doesn't mean Fondle I don't have feelings. Your sweaters. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> but but no, I, he, I feel uh, like so psychonauts. If you somehow haven't played it, and you really should, is a game about a a summer camp for psychic children called Camp Whispering Rock, which is actually a top-secret government training facility yeah. that your character, Raz, breaks into and uh, is such a huge fanboy that he convinces the the counselors to let him stay. And as he's there, he gradually uncovers a conspiracy to steal the brains of the kids. And you find out, for example, mild spoilers here for a joke uh, about midway through the game that the lake monster is not just a campfire story. 
Thanks, hulking lungfish. You know, you really aren't as hideous as people say. You may call me now by my true name, Rasputin. The name given to me by my people. And what name is that, noble lake creature? Linda. What a magical lady. <laughs> Sorry. I so I love that. Can, can I just say? And, and uh, I went to a camp in the Everglades, overnight camp, um, and they didn't want us to get. Uh, sorry, they said initially uh, there's a freshwater shark in the lake. Don't go in there. Jesus. We have no idea whether the freshwater shark. Will, what a great thing to tell children to not go in the lake at night. Yeah, uh, yeah. or unsupervised, mm-hmm. and but they did, and like to this day when I meet people. Which I don't, and I haven't for a while, but like we we think of like, we point at each other with two gun fingers and are like, freshwater shark! <laughs> and like, it, like it fucking, it freaked us out for years. There was a freshwater shark out there willing to murder us. <laughs> it was just something the camp people told us. But the, and, and, and Psychonauts works on this too. Well, well yeah, the, the Linda the Lungfish Raz thing. All the time. The, the, the beauty of it is when you actually do encounter Linda in the game is... You kind of see Raz through her eyes, or you see the people through her eyes, and it really they're a threat to her, you know. And that's something that they use in the second game. There's there's this clairvoyance power where you kind of see the world through other people's eyes, and you get to see what they think of Raz. And some think of him as like a little shit, like a little terrorizing shit running yeah. around, you know. But but uh, no, I, it, and and that sequence, the Linda sequence, is a great sequence in in the original game. Um, this game is just so cool though because yes, it takes place in a summer camp, but really the levels themselves take place inside the minds of the people there at the camp. And I was trying to think of the best way to describe Psychonauts games, and what I arrived at, I think I sent you guys a message. I'm like, it's like if a dream sequence in Pee Wee Herman was made into a game. Yeah. Like that's that's it's, what all these Matt, levels are that's like. That's exactly what if yeah. Tim Burton made a platformer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If Tim Burton didn't suck and made a platformer. Yeah. yeah. That's if, that's nineties Tim Burton had made a platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that's what the Psychonauts levels are. Is it? it but it's also they like do. they they deal with really mature themes about mental health. Like even the first game did this, where it's like you are trying to help people come to terms with their emotional baggage, which is literally a collectible in the game. You're trying to like find their emotional baggage and shit like that. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I love it, but it also no other game has ever nailed the feeling of summer camp. And I think this is something Double Fine does a great job at. I really want to know more about yeah. like where Tim Schaefer Schaefer like grew up and stuff. Just like I always say, Costume Quest nails the feeling of Halloween night. Like, this game nails the feeling for kids of summer camp. As an adult, you feel like you're going back to summer camp when you first play this game, which is very rare. Yeah, it's also just an amazing game. It is. And on Game Pass? I I, I didn't replay uh, the first one until very recently, but, like, uh, I've never been more angry, violent, or horny than when I was at summer camp. And... Psychonauts uses that. <laughs> it, oh, it, yes, Raz is it, very it, angry, violent, and horny. No, well, he has no, a, but, but, Raz has but a everybody crush, else Lily. is. Raz, Raz kisses a girl, that's Lily, true. and that's a yeah. recurring theme of the first one. She has a very broad head, sort of shaped like a football with pigtails. Her dad plays into the, the sequence of events in Rhombus of Ruin and Psychonauts 2, actually. Yeah. So, But, uh, oh, this is the part of the show where I get to plug. So, um, I beat... Psychonauts 2, loved it. Like I said, game of the year. Uh, for patrons, uh, soon, 
I will be recording a spoiler cast at least with one other person. Tony Wilson is signed up because he loves the series so much. And hopefully you guys, when you beat it, will also, uh, I might. Yeah, we'll record it. We're, we're going to do a, for a spoiler few hours cast and I think it's, it's game of the year material and uh, I think it's wonderful, but it's, it's the story is what made me it's decide awesome. like, no, we need to do a spoiler cast because the story awesome. in two goes some places. Mm. So, uh, patrons look forward to that. As soon as everyone kind of finishes it, we will record that and get that up yeah, for you. I so need to get tuned. back on it. I, I got distracted over the weekend playing through no more heroes three, which we will talk about in our new releases segment. So on that note, that is our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. We run, we jump, we swim and play. We grow and go on trips. But the thing that lasts forever are our differences. Camp on Awana. We hold you in our hearts. And when we Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse and 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen, from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like, <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time getting right into this segment that is known as... I thought you were going to make us play a lawnmower mini game before we could talk about No More Heroes 3. <laughs> well, that is something you get to do in No More Heroes 3. So, um, the long-awaited sequel to No More Heroes 2, except it kind of isn't. Here's the thing. Um, so it is, uh, gameplay-wise, it's a sequel to 
uh, No More Heroes 1 and 2, and that, like, it has a lot of, you know, third-person uh, hacky-slashy battles. You can play with motion controls, but I played it with a pro controller on Switch. It's pretty fun. Um, the, 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 the combat's pretty fun. Um, and then you, you spend your time between these, these fights and, uh, going around this open world, which has been expanded from the city of Santa Destroy to this star-shaped island, this archipelago called Utopaland. And, uh, you, you can go around to these various islands on the, the Spiel Tiger, Travis's bike. And, uh, what you do here is, uh, but so the the structure of the game is there are ten boss fights. Before each of these boss fights, which are regulated by this Assassin's Commission, you have to place in like you have to complete three qualifying fights. Uh, so you have to go around the map now looking for those. There's like a little crystal, and now you get warped away, and now you're in a big room. And like here, fight these three guys. And you do that until you fill up these three crystals at the top of the screen. And then it's like, okay, now you're qualified. We just need the money from you. And then they'll say, like, it's like 30,000 credits or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I need to earn this much. So I go around and I do odd jobs. I, I mow lawns. I um, chase down punks on my bicycle in these high-speed race sequences. I... Uh, Hop into tanks parked by on on beaches and shoot at giant alligators that are trying to crawl to shore, um, stuff like that. And so you you earn money and you explore this open world and then you get to experience boss fight. Um, the could, could you inorganically do that uh, in the game? Inorganically, like the idea, like you get like uh, I fought my way to this point. Uh, can I have a boss battle? No. You yeah. have to go back and earn the earn the boss battle. Yeah, well well and then once you once you earn the boss battle, it's like, okay, go to this place. There'll be a new marker there that wasn't there before, and now you get warped to the boss battle. And so so that feels a bit like previous No More Heroes. The thing is, if you have not played Travis Strikes Again, you will be confused. You will also be confused if you are not familiar with Japanese film director Takashi Miike. Because there's a ton of interstitials where uh, Travis is just sitting around his living room with his friend Bishop and they're talking about their favorite Miike films. And it's weird because in the dialogue subtitles, all the titles have like asterisks in them, like to, to for I guess legal reasons. And But then they say the full title. So it's like, oh yeah, Terraformers, let's watch that next. That's awesome. Um <laughs> How did that happen, video games? You can't say Ichi the Killer yeah, in a I, game. I mean, they, they say Ichi the Killer, but it's like asterisk, ch, asterisk, the K asterisk, LL asterisk R. It's it's silly and needless, I think. But uh, and, and I don't know why a game would be subject to that restriction when right. a movie wouldn't be. How would Kevin Smith make a movie? Exactly. Hmm. He could never make a video game, <laughs> except that he did. Uh, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's very, it feels more like a sequel to Travis Strikes Again because it constantly references events and characters from that game. And having given up on that game not very far in, I, I felt a bit lost. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit, feels a bit grindy and repetitive, but it's fun overall. I mean, these, these games always felt more about style than substance, yeah. you know, like, I, and I hear it's, definitely still stylish as fuck oh it's right? it's like, very very stylish and there's like the the plot is weird because 
so like an alien it, it it starts off with like an et parody where there's this character damon who like in the 80s or 90s befriended this this alien named foo which is always in all caps and i think it was meant to be fu like et but everybody just says foo and then like he says like i'll come back in 20 years damon i love you and he's like this cute little puffball dude and then he comes back 20 years later and now he's like an adult uh human looking uh space punk who's like yeah i just busted out of prison with all my friends i'm prince jess baptiste the fifth that's my sixth that's my real name i'm gonna conquer this stupid planet but i'm gonna do it in a way that's fun for me so i i he like says like oh any earthling can challenge us and you'll have to climb through these 10 rankings and yeah it's it's silly and um some of the a lot of the boss battles are very Samey, like, you know, one had a clear gimmick. It's like, oh, he's going to be using magnetic attacks with, like, north and south polarity. And you know what? I just ran up and slashed the shit out of him. I never even knew what that was supposed to do. <laughs> um, it's like an Ikaruga mechanic. But Michael's like, fuck that. Yeah, I don't need to yeah, engage. I'm just, look, my, my, my attacks do damage no matter what. I'm just going to wail on him. Uh, there's, there's others, uh, there's, there's like a rhythm based one where you have to play musical chairs, which kind of messed me up because it's like, it's showing, the switch button inputs but my my mind is hardwired for xbox button inputs so like every right. time it says x i think oh x where it would be on the xbox controller which is mm. y on switch so yeah, i had no. i had trouble with that one um I, I just have one question about this game michael i think i already sure. this one, but this is another one i thought drugs were banned in japan <laughs> Yeah, like know, Suda is a. If I you, mean, if you, I don't know how many straight edge people you've met in your life, but they are some of the weirdest people you will ever I meet. Did it for a punk, while. I got you. Oh my God. I got you. Mm-hmm. So you don't need drugs to be creative, man. I'm just saying this is some out there shit. But it, it sounds it, like it's if, pretty it, out there. I've never felt the need to have to, to do drugs to be creative. It was just hmm. dealing with life around drugs. Hmm. Well, is is it fair to say if you enjoyed one and two, it's probably worth finishing out the trilogy? Or as he said, this is a trilogy. Is there another one on the way? What do you think? Um, they they do. I mean, not to spoil too much, but there is a, a hint at the end that like, oh, something else might be ah, coming down okay. the pike. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, the like, sequel in ten years. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that's like, well, it's ten years later, and it feels more like. Suda just started this series up again, like rebooted it almost with Travis Strikes again, and that is the focal point. It's not No More Heroes one or two, yeah. So, um, but I yeah. feel like so many people dislike Travis Strikes again that they're pro- the people probably steered clear of that one. But you're saying like you kind of need to play that to understand some of the events. Of I this mean, one, you know, or? you can you can go through it okay, but there'll be like you know, I kept having to like check the wiki, like who is this person? Oh, they showed up in Travis Strikes again. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but as a, a long time gamer, I don't need a lot of reasons to hit the person in front of me. Mm. <laughs> it's all the supporting <laughs> characters. Like, wait, this, this, who's this guy? Oh, he was the, the protagonist of the silver case? Oh, and, and he's in here? Oh, he was in Travis Strikes again also? Okay. Uh, mm. whatever. All right. Shit. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're talking about coming down the pike. I played a racing game where you come down some pikes. Uh, mm-hmm. Art of Rally is uh new on game pass or newish um it's a it's an isometric rally racing game which feels weird to say that is it takes place in this alternate history where basically and this is explained to you by the statue of the buddha at the beginning of the game like the buddha tells you 
Uh, it's an alternate history where rally was never um, it was never regulated. And so, like, basically, if you play through the career mode, you get to eventually race rally cars, like supercars as rally cars, which I get to do in Forza anyway. Uh, which brings me to my one big complaint about this game. Um, when I race, I usually do the behind the wheel view or like the hood view, you know, to immersion. And that's kind of when I drive, I don't think of the insides of my car. I don't look around the inside of my car. I'm just looking at the road because this thing is is it's not just like traditional racing game top down it's like isometric top down like really far away i just feel really disconnected it's almost like imagine if they made rc pro-am today right mm. like that's kind of how this thing uh controls uh, that's and the only, looks. Thing, only thing that seems weird when i should only have a guy next to me yelling hard right if i can't see the entire track which but if i can why are you here the whole reason they did the isometric view is so that you don't need those cues in your ear. You you can mm -hmm. see the road from far away, like what's coming mm -hmm. up and plan accordingly. And it also like as a racing game, there there's some shit like you have to nail your timing. It's and so it's a weird contrast though because like racing wise, it's really difficult game controls and stuff like that. But it's like this very zen, simplistic art style. Like uh, not for me. But I'd say if you um, if you want to experience a racing like a different type of racing game than you have in a bit, you might dig it. I think a lot of people are going to dig the aesthetic of the game more than anything. But uh, it is on Game Pass, so check it out if you're curious. Hmm. Oh, I feel like because we talked so much about the violence against women in 12 minutes, um, uh, No More Heroes <laughs> 3 has a ton of violence against women, and it is really brutal. Like right at the beginning, like a an important supporting character gets her head stomped on and her arms ripped off and she's uh, catatonic for most of the rest of the game uh it's the the alien overlord does it but um hey can we talk about recompile which is a game we kind of missed last week that i also played on game pass what is it it is a metroidvania in <gasps> 3d um that is a tron like hmm. um and it reminds me of the kind of this idea i've had for a while of games that reproduce operating systems or the look of operating systems this game is very much that so the the premise is you are you're this ai who's sent kind of to clean up this this computer system that some bad shit has happened to that's all you know but everything is it's very tron like in that it's like you're trying to make your way to the their equivalent of the mcp or whatever from tron it, it, like oh you need to install yourself in this area and go over here and oh you're fighting the the ai countermeasures you know that are meant to keep out intruders in the system but it's like all the menus and shit are very ascii like early pc like early 80s pc shit and and hmm. the look of this is meant to be like a tron likely very simplistic I, polygons I, I have no business mentioning this but uh, a canadian site um started accepting pre-orders and the canadian it was best buy uh, for the Tron arcade game, oh, which neat. is in everyone's consensus is like, I don't love this game, but this is <laughs> if this has to be furniture. It's the prettiest piece of arcade. Is, is it the arcade step -in furniture cabinet? that is the yes. step in one was awesome. Yeah, it, it's the glowing stick version. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. great. It looks amazing, and everyone was like, like I don't love the game, but like I, my house would look really great with this. <laughs> I don't disagree. It's like five hundred bucks. Oh god. So, so my 
my one kind of complaint with this game is just it just didn't hook me. Like I like Metroidvanias. I like mm. Narita Boy that was on Game Pass a few months ago. How would you like a Metroid Metroidvania, which is coming very soon? Yeah, there yeah, you yes. go. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say like yeah, the combat in this one it's it's odd because it is 3D, so you're like shooting at the enemies, and it's this kind of over the shoulder view, and I don't know, like it, it's like. Premise-wise, it's cool, but then in actually playing it, I was like, it's just not really hooking me. Um, but again, Game Pass, so if you're into Metroidvanias, worth worth downloading and checking out to see if it hooks you. But didn't do it for me, and it should. I'm totally the audience for this game, and it didn't do it for me. So. Whatever when Psychonauts 2 is out and is um, one of, like, I did not pay a cent for, and I feel like it's going to be one of our games of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know Michael's favorite game also came to Game Pass, Missed the Remaster. Yes, I need oh. I need to check that out. Um, I do too. I want to see. What, I don't know what if y'all have tried to play Real Mist recently. The the no. first fully three D no, Mist remake. It does not look good at all today. Well, I was I was wondering what resolution is it? It's not even four eighty, right? It's like really original Mist. I think it was yeah. like it it ran on like a tiny little window within the. I, I mean, I I'm vaguely remembering like playing it on Mac on our first yeah. CD ROM drive, which had a little caddy that you put the CDs in. Well, because I don't know about you guys, but my default monitor resolution back then, like we're talking pen- early Pentium days, mm-hmm. was like 640 by 480 was like kind of the standard resolution. This was before 1280 resolution yeah. became, and then eventually, obviously, we're way I, above I, that I think now. Mist might have been when 1280 monitors were uh, were a thing, but... Uh... It's one of the first games I've ever played on PC, hmm. and I would pay to not play it again. Well, too bad. You've already paid, oh! and it's technically... Yeah. Like it's oh. free to you because you're you're a, yeah you've already paid you've, you've you're paid. a game pass I'm a game passer mm-hmm. maybe they'll remove the compression from the fucking garbage uh, full motion video <laughs> uh, I, sh- I should hope so <laughs> no they it, should leave that in did see leave it in. somebody somebody posted a video the other day of like uh, you know uh, who who's the the father character not Akinar or Cirrus but uh, Atrus <laughs> I think. Do you he's Chris and I he's like know holding up a this? mist book to you, but like instead of the little uh, video of the world playing, it's just like a real player logo. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that, that um, is like a ow. real player of the game. But oh. um, Man Eater Truth Quest DLC yes. <laughs> came came out this week. Uh, full disclosure: I got a code from Tripwire Interactive and uh, and our good buddy Tyler Nagata. Um, it adds, uh, if you played Maneater, the, the shark RPG, it adds a new area, like a, a new island. It's it's a whole discrete, uh, separate open area that you can fast travel to. And uh, it is, like, the, the whole thing is that uh, the, the host of the, the nature program that you were previously on has now gone full QAnon psycho- conspiracy horseshit and uh not not quite QAnon, but it does kind of toe that line and and get into like some of the shit q speak talks about but uh yeah and now now it's all about like the nwo is trying to subjugate humanity at the behest of its insectoid alien overlords and so you, as the shark, are traveling to this island owned by the NWO and fucking up their shit. And uh, I do appreciate that they they lean into the NWO thing with um, one of the bosses. So 
the 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 the, the quote unquote story mode structure is a little weird because it tasks you with doing a bunch of things that uh, in Maneater proper are mostly side tasks, like uh, getting your notoriety up so that these uh, bounty hunter bosses come after you. One of the bounty hunter bosses is a clear analog for Hulk Hogan, who uh, is, like has the stealth boat from Thunder in Paradise and has like a big NWO logo across the back of his uh, black flak jacket. And it's what? just like, ah, oh, this is this is too good. I mean, what are the odds? Chances are pretty high that one of the NWO guys is probably a QAnon GQP type dude. Like, hey, yo. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about Q, <laughs> Chico. Like fucking. Yeah. But but well, the 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 Q the the announcer the the narrator is the the Q conspiracy guy. But uh, you you also like have a new collectible, which is questers, who are these uh, little fat guys wearing uh, tinfoil pyramid hats. And uh, so you have to find them. You can identify them by their rambling, which you'll hear when you're nearby, and then you eat them. Um, one neat thing about this is that so near the end of Maneater, you've unlocked all these crazy ass mutations. You can be like an electric shark or a bone covered shark or whatever. And so there are new apex predators that have those mutations. So they're Maneater. like a lot tougher than anything that you would face in, uh, in the regular, like Port Clovis, I think is the name of the. Okay. The, yeah, because those guys are always like, oh, they take a few more bites than the other versions of that mm-hmm. creature, but they're not really apex predators. Yeah. You know? They're no and, Randy Orton is what I'm saying. You can also uh, get new uh, atomic parts for your shark, and they let you do things like once you activate this ability, you can just like hold down the right trigger, and uh, you will aim and launch atomic blasts out of your shark's mouth. The tail whip also now unleashes smaller atomic blasts. It's pretty cool. It's good for fucking up uh, the the hunters that come after you, who are really quite tough. Yeah, the hunt the hunters were the hardest. Like the high level hunters from the first mm-hmm. game became the hardest part of that yeah. game. Like those missions are tough. And so because that's like a side thing, I I kind of thought that it was like much shorter than it actually was, and it's just uh-huh. like. Oh, I, I guess I did follow these story quests and now the story quests have disappeared. And what I didn't realize, like, oh, I need to trigger all those hunts. And once I beat the level five bounty boss, then I get to continue with this. And I think it spills over into Port Clovis where you're hunting uh, okay. this gigantic organism, the, the atomic Leviathan or whatever it's called. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's fun. If you want an excuse to jump back into Maneater and you've already done most of what that game had to offer. Uh, it's pretty badass. I, I um, I'm guessing they didn't play, they didn't pay Parn money to get the Parn back. No, he's back. He's back, he, and he's uh, just going full bore conspiracy, weird shit. Really, I'm yes. shocked. Okay, no. he he was like one of the best parts of that game. Like yeah, Chris no, Parnell is so fucking funny. He's definitely game. back. This game, I know, like it was kind of on our list of like top games of the year when it came out. But I'm like, when I when I think back about that year, I'm like, you know, it might not have been the best game. But I certainly had some of the most fun playing mm-hmm. any game play- with this game last year. Like it's yeah. it's it's just a fun, stupid fucking fun game. It's just dumb. It's just dumb fun. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's just very chaotic. Like yeah, I'm gonna make a huge mess. There's like a bunch of side quests where like there are marines like patrolling or training on the shoreline. It's like go eat ten of those guys. Okay, yeah. now go over here and eat another ten of those guys. And um. My my only 
real complaint about it so far was that it's just like you like this island is dominated by what looks like a gigantic Dr. Evil layer with like just like up on this mountain, all these big helipads and uh, like like a huge round office building looking thing. And so it's like I, I want to like find a cave that's going to let me swim up into that somehow. And it just seems to be window dressing. Like, there's no ah, way. Like, boo. that doesn't actually have a bearing on the plot. It's just what? What points an evil layer if you can't swim into it with a shark yeah. with fucking laser beams? But, Hello. but as I said, like, oh, this is actually a, quite a bit longer than I realized. So it's possible Maybe. I just haven't unlocked that. But uh, I haven't found Maybe. a way to get up there. So what's the what's the DLC called again, Michael? Truth Quest. Truth Quest. Mm-hmm. So it's like with fifteen bucks, and and I had a lot of fun with it. So cool. Uh, but anyway, that's all the games that are out this week, so let's move along to... News. China has passed some restrictive, I won't say laws, but gaming regulations, mm-hmm. rules... That basically make it so that kids can now only play three hours per week total on yeah, I have, Friday. I have never had a, a news story where everyone I know, because they know I play video games for a living, has asked me about this for, for the last week. <laughs> you can tell them, I don't live in China. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, nor do you. Mm, right. And uh, you, can, you can play fucking Minish Cap all you want, but if you're going to play fucking weirdo gotcha games... It's that's the thing. So it's it's only it's only uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But that's with online games. It's any game that's requiring a login. So far, the regulation doesn't affect offline games. But those are the types of games that are mostly played in China. Yeah, are the most evil. The, the China literally literally restricted the most evil games, um, the kind that are 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 are, 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 are modern day. Uh, what would you call them? Uh, They're free to play. No, they are gotcha games. They are fucking uh, slot games. Uh, essentially, you can't do good unless you pay money and no pay to win. Like, like, yeah, pay to win kind of kind of nonsense. But so Kotaku had an interesting uh, think piece about this. I had there were a couple of takeaways. That number one, this is a tightening of an existing regulation. Yeah. That I guess before uh, kids under eighteen could play up to an hour per weeknight and then uh, three hours a day Monday or or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now they tighten it to like no hours a week for for or no hours a day for weeknights (laughs) and then one hour a day Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's it's tightening up of an existing regulation. Like, yeah. And And, and again, it's it's it sucks. But also like the reason that the the gaming landscape in China is like ninety two to ninety five percent free to play games, or one of the reasons may be because uh, China has a long history of anxiety about video games and for a long time banned the sale of game consoles completely, calling them digital cocaine. Yeah, the console market is is still almost non-existent in China. It's very, very small for, for such a large country. I know Nintendo's made some inroads over the years. They had the IQ for a while. They, they, I think they might have uh, they might have been releasing newer consoles. Well, it's when recently. you do it too. You have to you have to go through a Chinese company. Like, they make mm-hmm. you go through, like, yeah, you 
it can't be like a foreign company publishing this stuff. Like you have to have like a local partner. There's all kinds of rules yeah. and restrictions. They, they, as far as I know, they didn't like they didn't ban like this asshole can't play Earthbound for four hours on a weekend. I'm not no, going to let you be a, an apologist the, for the Chinese government in this one, though. Like it's if, still if a, a shitty regulation. It's a kid with a 13 year old uh, login. He can't play Fortnite for. Uh, and, and I and I get that their Every their day. intention is to prevent addiction and to prevent like you know it, like yeah some of these games have some predatory monetary practices right but some of them. but this some is where I'd say it's up to the I would parent. say majority majority of them like China is literally targeting its most predatory game pra- China is making the most predatory games. Uh, but I, but I'm sorry, like, I don't time. think the government should be the one setting this shit. That parents regulate that shit. You know, I have kids. I don't and- disagree with you, but I think China is literally regulating the games in its own country that they will spread to the rest of the world and, like, uh, not regulate even slightly. Uh, are we uh, are we completely sure it only applies to online games? So far. I mean, yes. according to IGN's article on it, it said the rules yes, are limited it's, it's, to it, online it, gaming. Oh, okay. it, is a, it, it applies to, to live games only. Live games will literally regulate what kids can play. Hmm. Yeah. But that, that also, to me, says, like, no, we don't want our kids to see gaming as a social activity. It is only for shut-ins and losers. No, but, but, but like... Like no one says Single it like this. Single player like, only. Last of Us Two is not regulated by China. Hmm. You can play that all day long. No but it, one, but no it's one also not shit. really played much there. You know, like it's right, that's... right, right. But like they are they are mostly uh, playing gambling games. This is China regulating its own gambling because they made a bunch of gambling games that addicted its own well, youth. And that that's the weird part of whenever this happens in China is it. It hurts Chinese companies a lot, you know, and and that's kind of the problem with with when they set these rules. There's usually little to no advance notice for the companies that the rules will affect, and it's like this is going to hit their bottom line for sure, right? Like like all of these companies that are in China, like are probably just going, "What the fuck, man!" Like you know, like. But I, I worked for a Japanese company for a couple of years, and like um, they operated on a idea that was separate from money it was very strange as an american and i'm i'm not judging it for that well but i Um, i just think in this case it's like yeah the reason people are sort of freaking out is it is it seems very restrictive mm -hmm. um and it's the esports capital of the world like how are people supposed to practice and train an an hour i mean come on you can barely get through a tutorial in that much time when i think i think the kotaku article pointed out it is it's this weird dichotomy of like well china is like the number one esports country in the world like they they have official government supported teams and stuff and then they have this regulation it's it's almost like you know uh one hand's not talking to the other with mm-hmm. with some of this stuff you know i'm i'm not trying to be an ugly american but i really think it's they make a majority of their money off of non non chinese people and they will like don't let chinese people do this shit like we'll spread this shit all over uh genshin mm. impact is a chinese game it's it's mentioned in the report my favorite um, game, as yeah. you, as you point out on the podcast game. all mm-hmm. the time, yeah. Uh, Which actually, they, they they have some new trailers out, and I'm like, fuck, I should play Genshin Impact. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've no, been, you I've should been kind of. No, you should because uh, it, it really like it. It feels like a slightly less uh, complicated Breath of the Wild with uh, with a bunch of recruitable characters who are cute anime girls. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't want to sound racist, so I'm I'll shut my mouth. But like, um, I'm glad I'm not a Chinese person playing uh, slot machine 
glorified games in China. Well, and, yeah, and so that's the thing is like, what's it? Is it, it's cultural relativism, right? Is when we're like examining the this thing through the eyes of like here in the U.S. Like, yeah, if the, if the government here tried anything like that, we'd fucking throw a fit, and prob and rightfully so, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know, one of these people that's like protesting mask and vaccine mandates and shit like that, but like something like that, I'd go, dude, come on, now that's that's ridiculous, and so yeah, but again. Cultural relativism, like to me, it seems ridiculous. In China, like maybe, I, I guess a lot of parents were asking for the government to do something like this. Which, again, I feel like, why don't you just regulate your own kids' gaming behavior? I don't know. That, that, that's a thing, right? Anyway, take the tablet away. Is what I'm saying. Jesus, can't be home all the time with a. I guess. I don't know. I guess. Uh, well, you know, with, with three hours a week, you might not have a lot of time to play the PlayStation Plus games of the month in September, which were leaked. Again, someone is having a lot of fun leaking these games. Um, but we're confirmed. You guys ready? You ready Mm -hmm. to hear what they are? All right. We got Hitman 2, a very good game. Uh, Overcooked, uh, what's it called? Like the all you can eat edition, which is, basically a remaster of overcooked one and two and i assume all the dlc which is like fuck yeah man if you want a game to end a relationship overcooked is is, is the best one um and then that uh, predator hunting grounds talk about we were talking about asymmetric multiplayer mm. earlier that's true this is basically the predator skin for the friday the 13th game it's my understanding so uh so, yeah, Maybe I'll play been, that. If you've been hesitating to get into that like it's free sort of it's with a playstation free. plus subscription yeah, it's free or, asterisk or quotes. If, if this doesn't work, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, what was really telling to me is like, so a, a lot of the sites were publishing like, oh, yeah, PlayStation Plus games confirmed. Well, here's the counterpart, and instead of going games with cold, they just went, well, here's your Game Pass games coming in September, which I'm like, okay, so everyone's now just submitting like Game Game Passes is, is the real play. Um, mm-hmm. The games this month, uh, maybe not not a lot of huge ones, but Final Fantasy thirteen for you, Final Fantasy people. Um, let's see, Surgeon Simulator Dose is coming. The Dose, um, Nuclear Throne. That's the Rami Ismail game, isn't it? The, his 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 old studio. I think so. Sounds. Cool. And then the rest, a lot a lot of indies. Frankly, I just didn't recognize most of these other games. But uh, yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy thirteen. If you haven't played that, now you get to. It's a tube this. for the first, for most of the, of the game. Yeah, yeah get for the first hundred hours or so. Play a story. T- it's it's a good story too. While no. it's a story too, you yeah. learn it, the battle system in nine hours, hmm. um, and then I think thirty hours you'll be able to play. <laughs> yeah, it, well, even when it opens up to be an open world game, it's like it's awesome. It's not a lot of story stuff going on there. You, you can pretty it. much go through it. So, um, hey, remember, it. I think it was a few weeks ago, we talked about Will Smith is coming to Fortnite. Or maybe we didn't talk about it, but I, I read the news and laughed at it. Um, we finally figured out which Will Smith it will be. Michael, play the sound. It's Mike Lowry. It's Mike Lowry from, you know, there's nothing the young kids love more than flossing as bad boys character Mike Lowry. This is ridiculous. I don't, like, I don't what? Know, like, I, what I want to see is for them to, like, take the Will Smith avatar, tweak it slightly, and give us Wall Smath, which was that weird <laughs> meme from, like, ten years ago where yeah. somebody just, like, blew up all of his facial features really huge. Give me a tiny mouth, uh, only for farts. That's, that I, that's I, Wool Smuth. Wall Smuth. <laughs> 
<laughs> I yeah. I'm sure you can't drown only for farts. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I feel yeah. like that pigeon character when he's the spy turned pigeon is probably more appropriate for Fortnite than, than I, these are all Will Smith references. Even kids won't get. They're failed Will Smith references. Well, and this is why the kids will say, Michael, second sound. I can't be no Mike, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just can't. They can't be Mike Lowry. I don't don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. Maybe Martin Lawrence. I don't know. Are are the kids clamoring for more Will Smith or Mike Lowry content? Is that where we're at right now? I mean, we're 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 twenty one years into this millennium. It's about time we got some <laughs> Will Smith content. Excuse is... me, millennium. God damn, that was a good joke. I yeah, like that a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, you get to play as Mike Lowry coming to Fortnite. Uh, well, I think he's in there already. Uh, the last news item is pretty much just for me. It's a say it ain't so. Netties, Chinese company Netties, is in mm. final negotiations. With Yakuza creator Toshiro Nagoshi of oh. Ryugagatoku Studio. He's going to go design a game you can only play an hour at a time on weekends. Uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But this guy, he has he has some storied history at Sega. Started on Virtual Racer, uh, made his way over to the Monkey Ball series, which explains why there's so much Monkey Ball in the Yakuza games. But uh, and, and, of course, has, has led Ryugagatoku for years and years, like, this would be a fucking gigantic loss to Sega uh, to lose this guy. So yeah, I'd be I'd be bummed. Um, I feel like the Yakuza series, despite the popularity of Like a Dragon, because of the bullshit with the actor from Judgment, is kind of at this weird like crossroads. You know, like it's either going to be huge or it's all going to fall apart. And I'm I'd be so fucking upset and sad if it fell apart. Like, come on, hmm. keep it together. God damn it, Sega. <laughs> What else are you working on? You got Sonic Colors and some fucking RTS games and this. Yeah. Get your head straight. Anyway, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what games would you want to see get a director's cut with extended scenes, more story, etc.? On VigilGameApocalypse.com, Shaquille Oatmeal says... (laughs) Excuse me. It's a good name. Give me a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order director's cut. As one of my favorite games of 2019, I would love a reason to go back to it and interact with BD-1 and Cal Kestis again. They could go into some of the stuff Cal goes through during the Jedi Purge at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Or maybe have Seer and Grease in their own playable backstory levels. Just give me more of that Dark Souls Metroidvania goodness. It's quite good. It's quite good. And it's part of Game Pass, so yeah. no excuse. Uh, e. Hyundai says, It almost seems too easy to say Metal Gear Solid 5. Yes, why didn't I think of that? But I, yeah, I can't think of anything more deserving of a director's cut. Back in 2018, I was getting close to the end of TPP, and I wanted to play through MGS3 and Peace Walker before I saw the ending. After dozens of hours of sneaking and rage-quitting Peace Walker, I returned to Metal Gear Solid Five only to learn that I had already beaten the game. Still don't know, by the way, if I've beaten the game. This is Matt talking here. Um, when missions start to repeat, you've beaten the game. Okay. Yes, then I did. All that was left was replaying a couple missions on a higher difficulty. TPP remains one of my favorite games of the generation, but it's undeniably unfinished, and I would have loved to see Kojima's complete vision in the same vein it would be interesting to play mgs4 with the rumored original ending that had snake and otacon otacon 
being tried and executed as terrorists. God damn. That's what I meant. Like, I, I feel like Kojima was always threatening, like, this is going to be my last Metal Gear game. That ending would have been like, no, really, no. Yeah. I'm never doing this again. Fuck you. I mean, there's a secret Smash Brothers ending, which is just a, a huge orgy. They mm-hmm. all fuck each other. And they've been, Sakurai's been threatening for years. Make it happen, is what I say. Otacon. Oh, snake. <laughs> I was talking Nintendo characters orgy, but that would be good too, Michael. I mean, Snake was in there, so he could have, he could be part of the orgy. They're both in the box together. Peach. At when we find the meteor, we'll find Dr. Wowie on Twitter says, I was just playing the recently added new Donk City course in Mario Golf Super Rush, and it reminded me of how much I love Super Mario Odyssey. A Mario Odyssey director's cut would be perfect while we wait for a proper sequel. Add some new characters to play as, like Luigi or Peach and T... Tiara? Add some new kingdoms like uh, Isla Delfino or one based on Super Mario Bros. 2. Maybe they could take a hint from the last Mario Kart and add some kingdoms and costumes based on other Nintendo franchises. Mm-hmm. How much fun would it be to play as Mario running around Hyrule, Popstar, or even Planet Zebes? 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 I never know how to pronounce it. I've never known. Maybe they could even add third-party kingdoms and let Mario race his go-kart through the 100th recreation of Green Hill Zone. You know, we don't talk about that enough, yeah. is Mario Kart is a Mario game that incorporates other Nintendo franchises. Other than Smash, that never nope. happens. Like, there are Zelda tracks, there are Animal Crossing tracks. Like, but it's a weird Animal thing. Crossing and Zelda are the exceptions. That's never happened before. Yeah. I mean, there's Splatoon characters in there, but I don't think they have their own there track. Yeah, anyway. At you old so-and-so says, The game I want to see a director's cut version of is a Mortal Kombat trilogy. Not so much an expansion with new story content as a definitive release that upgrades everything to arcade level and has all the various characters and secrets from every version. Think along the lines of what Digital Eclipse did with the Lost Vikings and Rock and Roll Racing in the recent Blizzard arcade collection. I don't even like Mortal Kombat but that much, <laughs> that much, but it would be neat to have all of those characters and features in a definitive version you know so i i did a post on the facebook group that was kind of a poll of like hey what's your best compilation game and i really wanted to be able to put a recent mortal kombat one and i was but i'm like there hasn't been one since the trilogy games no, the-, the arcade one up is pretty great yes but console game console games that i can right. buy for it, 10 it bucks is a 500 dollar game that you yeah. uh, have to stand at <laughs> yeah um agreed agreed but it, it, it's good did you not see the, the warner brothers in the Shaggy Infinite was con- Yeah, I, I saw the Warner Brother animation of like Scorpion with an angry Shaggy. They, I didn't even know they made two two R-rated Mortal Kombat um R-rated animated movies. Warner like, Brothers get ha- over have done here, that. Zoinks. Zoinks. <laughs> yeah, so I mean but okay, what I'm talking about though is I mean, yeah, people don't really like these games, but like Mortal Kombat four through eight. Where the fuck have they been? There's just mm. no love for those games. Like no, anything <laughs> that incorporates those. There Come really on. isn't any love for I, those games. Look, I like Deadly Alliance, Michael. Don't you give me any shit about? Deadly I will Alliance. give you so much shit. My God, taste is terrible. Uh, an official Lazy Time community on Facebook. Uh, Chrisley Hosted says Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. It's well documented that Soul Reaver had a ton of stuff cut from it. It was like a Sonic Three situation, except they didn't have the end knuckles lock-on technology to split the game into <laughs> and stagger separate releases. Since Soul Reaver tends to pop up 
Whenever people discuss PS1 remakes, I'd love to see a remade version with all of those original plans brought in. Uh, it would probably mess up the continuity with the sequels, but who cares? Let's just start from scratch. If Final Fantasy VII Remake can come back slightly different, why can't Legacy of Kane? As long as they bring back director Amy Hennig to give us her actual director's cut. I um, I work with a lot of people who were at Crystal Dynamics, I think it was, when they were working on these games. And, like, I have so many questions. But, yes, this is the right answer. By the way, Chris Lehosa, you won for this mm-hmm. week. You won uh, Best Answer of the Week. You get nothing... Other than self-satisfaction. You so win congrats. a no prize, uh, right to Marvel Comics uh, yep. in New York, I guess. Cop yep. question mark. Put that yep. on the envelope. Yep. Um, Leonardo Chavez, though, says, yeah. I would like to see a director's cut of Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Uh, the game was originally designed for the Nintendo 64, and based on images from that version, a lot had changed or characters were swapped out when it was finally released on the GameCube, what makes it interesting is that those characters not used still ended up in the game, but no origin story for them. Just an unexplained corpse in an area or random encounter with one of those characters. Also, they could expand and improve the sanity effects, which was a fun, unique gimmick. Nintendo has not forgotten this game as the main character, Alexandra Roivas, as a sprint char- as a spirit character in Smash Ultimate. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. neat. You know what else is interesting? Uh, Alexandra Roivas. Uh, Alexandra is the feminine form of Alexander, which means savior of men. And uh, Roivas is just savior spelled backwards. God damn it. That, yeah. is, that is good. <laughs> That's good. Um, we have a video answer from Redrock963 who says... Hey, VGA. It is Redrock963 here to talk about the question of the week. What game do you want to see a director's cut of? And I want... Sonic 3 and Knuckles together as one game, just like God intended. I mean, you got the lock-on technology thing, but I really want to see how that game was supposed to turn out before they chopped it into two halves. And the ROM hacking community has kind of done an excellent job of supplying that. Um, th- there's a couple of ROM hacks you can find that c- calls it Sonic 3 and Knuckles Director's Cut, and they reshuffle the levels to be in the in- intended order, mm-hmm. which is something that you can see on the level select screen and on Sonic 3 if you uh, are good enough to actually input that level select screen, which I am not. <laughs> but yeah, I am genuinely surprised that Sega hasn't done this. They could give it to Christian Whitehead and just he, he would make that that director's cut pretty amazing and sonic 3 and knuckles is my favorite sonic game well my favorite classic sonic game before sonic mania and i don't know if the background makes it apparent but i am a very huge sonic fan and yeah um, want to see that game together sonic 3 knuckles and i hope you guys have an excellent week and i'll talk to you later thank you red rock 963 uh new question of the week Tell us your best camp or camping story. I feel like uh, we, we already said a bunch of these at the beginning yeah, of the show, but I'll, I'll, I'll say one that uh, I didn't say, which is uh, one. So I was in a, an organization. I'm not sure if it's still around or what it's called now. When I was in it, it was called Indian Guides. And it was like a, oh my God. a, a father-son <laughs> thing. And uh, we I, went. I, I could have been. The, I, I might have been the head of that. As a what, wasn't there a I Tim loved. Allen movie about those? Like I feel no, like. No, no, I know what Michael. It was. Uh, uh, it was the uh, Boy Scout version of YMCA's Indian. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. YMCA like version of Boy Scouts, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and totally. and um, but we went on a camping trip, and I remember um, 
that like this kid, uh, we, we went fishing and this kid whipped around his fishing pole and the hook caught his dad in the eyelid. No, <laughs> and but so the dad was, was like the dad Chevy Chase, just about like it. It somehow missed his eye and just lodged in his upper eyelid. So like somebody else was helping him cut the barb off and get the hook out, and the kid was just sitting there absolutely devastated, crying his eyes out. Like it'll be, he's okay, he's okay, it'll be okay. <laughs> oh my god, did was the dad just full of chill, or was he just completely freaking the fuck out? Um, he, he was surprisingly chill. I remember he was just, like, sitting still while, you know, one of the other people's like, okay, hold still, I'm gonna try and get this off here, and, like, yeah, it was it was a horrifying thing, but it turned out okay in the end, I guess. When when I very Could rarely have, have to uh, describe the the rise and love of Chevy Chase, it's very well described by, by my dad's well-meaningfulness. Um, Chevy Chase... <laughs> Should not be popular in the 80s or 90s. Uh, he was a, a noted failure. Um, I'm, I'm boring my friends, but... Um, You've only just started the story. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I just remember um, I switched to a camp that had video games. Mm-hmm. That's and, pretty cool. Um, um, I remember trying to learn how asshole was best spelled with eight letters because eight was still binary. Hmm. Um, uh, 1L... No E, which one? But I could I could bring that entire church to its knees. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Capcom's Disney in the Magic Kingdoms is someone put the name asshole in this. Oh, we have to erase <laughs> this whole game. It was so fun to ruin these people's lives who really believed in a guy named Jesus, who never helped us. By the way, never helped name you with we, the games. Name one moment where Jesus helped anyone. You clearly haven't read like any of the Bible, dude. Like, <laughs> so many I read all the Bible. We, the, the, our lifetime. When did Jesus come down and help us, Matt? Please. Okay, you're talking Please. our lifetime. Okay. Please. Okay. Please okay. give it okay. to me. A lot of good is done in the name of Jesus from churches with charity. I don't stuff. disagree. But what did Jesus do in our lifetime? Okay, you're saying like the actual corporeal representation mm-hmm, right. of Jesus coming he, down. He from killed head, Osama right. bin Laden. How's that? Yep, I, I feel it. like he pops up in like uh, New York radio stations to talk about how uh, this is how he evaporated shit from people on Noah's Ark. That's all Jesus has done the last couple of years. He wasn't even around when Noah's Ark happened. But That's know. true. The Catalina thing was kind of cool, but I don't have a specific story from that. But I do have one. When I was growing up, one of my church camps was took place at a place called uh, Pathfinder Ranch, which is up in like kind of the mountains near Palm Springs, actually, for some reason. Um, but I remember one of the things we did, they, they made us have a, a pillow fight. And I wasn't like the oldest kid at that camp, but I was always one of the biggest kids growing up. And the pillow fight basically was if you get knocked down, <laughs> they made us beat the shit out of each other. And if you get knocked down, you're out. It came down to me and one other boy. And literally, we were so exhausted, we could not swing hard enough to knock each other down. It, they had to call a draw. And I just remember the next day was like we were leaving camp. I was like on a bus. They were giving me Gatorade, me and this kid. And like, good job, kids. You guys you guys lasted. We've never seen anyone. We've never seen a fight like that. Like, I was getting congratulated for the knockdown, drag out pillow fight that we nearly killed ourselves and concussed ourselves for the pleasure of, no doubt for camp counselors, just for shits and giggles of little kids beating each other senseless with pillows. So... 
Thank you for that, Kemp Counselors. Uh, if you ever see me on the streets, you will catch these pillows, motherfuckers. You will catch these pillows. Well, tell us your best camping story. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 435. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Chris, it's the moment you've been waiting for. Get some plugs out and go to bed. I, I, I'm good. Patreon.com slash Laser Time. I'm so tired. All right. Well, as, as I mentioned earlier on the show, patreon.com slash laser time is the only place you will be able to catch the Psychonauts 2 spoiler cast, which will definitely include Tony Wilson, myself, probably Michael, maybe Chris. We'll see. Uh, Game yeah. of the Year material. Uh, awesome story. I, Can't I wait agree. to talk about it for like an hour. If you've never heard one of our spoiler casts, we fucking dive deep. We talk gameplay. We talk story. We talk. It's like the time we don't have on this show. We just gush about a game. So, um, all of you need to play uh, Psychonauts Two. It's fucking great. It's, it's one good. of the best so games good. I've ever seen. So in my good, life. and it's on Game Pass even on last gen, which I didn't yeah. know last week. But yeah, it's it's on Xbox One. So check it out. But uh, oh, and I think it's on PC as well. But anyhow, uh, yep. that will be up on Patreon when we when we get that done, which will probably be in a, in a couple weekends from now. Um, otherwise, check me out on Twitter, Matty C. Allen, M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. All right, cool. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you get sucked into a computer and try to convince to play basketball, you might be in Space Jam. <laughs> there's, there, there, there's your secret sound. <laughs>